Good morning, yeah. listeners. We are part of Adelphi's finest social work cohort, also known as Adelphi's Students for Change. My name is Melissa, and I'm a PSW senior, and I plan to pursue a, um, a career in substance abuse uh, counseling. Hi everyone, Ricardo Roden here. Um, I am in my advanced years of my MSW, and I hopefully uh, want to get want to get in uh, forensic social work um, in the near future. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm an advanced year MSW student, and I'm looking to work with children with disabilities and their families. Hi, I'm Victoria. Um, I'm in my foundation year, I'm an MSW student, and I aspire to be a school social worker. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I'm in my foundation year in the MSW program, and I also want to pursue a career in school social work. Hi, my name is Kevin Lewis. I'm in my advanced year in MSW, and I'm looking at going to um, policies. And my name is Mona Whitaker. I am in my foundation year, and I'm looking to work with children and families in social work. So now that you've met everyone, um, today we are discussing various topics pertaining to voting and the election of 2020 election. Um, we have a diverse group of students that will hopefully bring an interesting and mildly entertaining addition to your day. Uh, so we're gonna actually start off with the upcoming election. Um, I'm gonna pose a question. Voting this year seems to be fueled by the acts of racial injustice, um, excessive force, and a lot of the police brutality and murders that we are experiencing in the world today, um, such as Breonna Taylor verdict and um, the matter of George Floyd. Do, does anybody feel that um, these things have brought a rise and an awareness, you know, driving the, the driving force behind, you know, voting this year? I absolutely think, um... It, it is. Um, we're looking at what's happening now where there's, um, you know, we're seeing very, very long lines for early voting happening in a lot of places where traditionally the, the votes have been suppressed. We're, we're looking at Georgia, um, parts of Texas that is just having, um, you know, massive amounts of people coming out for the early votes. So I, I think that's a big driving force. Um, behind this election. I, I, I think people want change. I think it's been brought up to the forefront and, and people are angry, people are frustrated and, and, and Absolutely. they're heading out to the polls. Absolutely. I, I think the minute um, uh, Trump won the 2016 election is when everyone started paying attention. So I, I, think, I, I mean, everything obviously is, 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 is relevant now, even more so um everything you mentioned but i, I think as soon as trump, like it was just everyone was paying attention to politics because mm -hmm. I, I don't think any of us could have believed it um based on the uh the polls that was out saying hillary would have won um i i think everyone was like um confused and like surprised yes definitely and it's only gotten worse right we had a, a we've had a president who at first you know quietly whispered to to radical groups and now he's just shouting it from the mountaintops you yeah. know talking about stand back and stand by i mean it's just coming so much to the forefront that i think that's even further motivating people to come out in numbers like i, I think people are going to be voting in numbers like we've never seen before i mean have we ever had a president you know tweet so much and be so active on social media i mean you know the our president is just very very forthright and 
you know, with no filter on on um, social media. So actually, I was, actually, that's one of the things I do support with the, with him, his transparency, because the others who was before him, it was not transparent while we were still going through the same oppression. However, okay. he came out and he was transparent from the jump, and we saw the support he got with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people was hiding. Now they have someone to be vocal. So I think by him coming out, we get to see the true colors of some of our neighbors as well. Yeah. We have personal faith. I got to see some people in my own denomination where, I, where we say we love each other, but that's only a Sunday love from, wow. from Monday to Saturday. In, their, in my eyes, I'm just another nigga in the streets. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm happy that he's out there speaking because guess what? I got to see the true colors of the person next to me. So I'm, hey, you're transparent, you go, bro. But what about, what about the stand back, stand by comment? I mean, what, it, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, honestly, I honestly think he, uh, I don't think it was intentional, to be honest. I don't know. It, it was just too quick. It just seemed weird. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't think that was intentional. But he was given multiple <laughs> times to even correct it. Yeah, yeah he, he should have de- he should have denounced from the jump. I agree. But like I, I, I just feel like that comment, that quick snippet was was wasn't intentional. I, I kind of see where you're going, Ricardo, because yeah. the, the way the question was worded by the moderator, yeah. I, I, I don't think and, and not insult. I'm not trying to insult anybody here. Believe me. Mm-hmm. But but I don't think that um, this current commander-in-chief thinks uh quickly on his toes so i think he heard it uh, but he's had multiple times in multiple forums to flat out denounce uh racism and these far extreme groups and he just has not done it so when you put that all into the the bowl and mix it up it 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 spits out something nasty you know guys do you know that according to the New York Times, like less than 24 hours, uh, the Proud Boys made a, a badge that said stand back and stand by? Yeah, the thing is with, with, with Trump, he doesn't necessarily try to alienate anybody. So that, that, that's his strategy. So even if you're like an extremist group, he doesn't, he, it's the votes. That's all, that's all he's worrying oh, about. He's, so he oh. likes to straddle the fence so he can get everybody's vote. Exactly, exactly. That's why he's like, there's good people on both sides or whatever. It's terrible, don't get me wrong. But when you're looking at just securing votes, he's, he's, he's going to just say whatever and not necessarily denounce anyone, which he should. But we're looking at vote. It's a popularity contest. We know that. So it's no matter who you're popular amongst, if you win the election, you win the election. You know, so... I think that's the strategy. We saw that yesterday during the town hall meeting when he was talking about that um, the far right group was it the Q? I don't know how to pronounce it. The QAnon. Yeah. They were. He kept saying, "Oh, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it." And the woman was saying, "Like, what do you mean you don't know anything about it? You retweeted about it." And he all he kept. I don't know, but it was going off of what you said. He keeps favoriting all these groups kind of wants everyone but then he's like not denouncing or anything like that mm. too yeah. close to the election to to um yeah. anybody yeah <laughs> oh yeah the sm5 we have our president listed there's a disorder for our president he's a narcissist so he display every so like some of the actions some of the things he does it really does surprise me when we watch up that definition honestly 
again, he does not surprise me. Anything comes out of that guy's mouth is like, again, the country wanted a, um, they, 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 we wanted an entertainer in office, so we got one. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we yeah. wanted an entertainer, we got one, you know. Now we all on survival, <laughs> you know. We wanted an entertainer in office, now we all on survival. So let's try our best and, you know, survive this. That would that would the people want that you call that the apprentice factor, right? <laughs> yeah, we have a survivor. Yeah, and 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 just just off, off the apprentice, NBC given um, him a voice after he he purposely didn't want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, partake in the um in the election via Zoom because he's he actively has COVID, um, was ridiculous. Yeah. So NBC NBC was shouldn't have done that. I, Especially Aaron at the same time Biden's town hall was going. It's just everyone is just fighting for um, these ratings. Uh, so that you know that's that's an issue too. Well, I, I want to just throw something out there to you guys and, and see what you think. You know, back in 2016 when Trump won, he he won with 53 percent of white women, and that was after. Very, very soon after that leaked tape came out, you know, where he was he was talking about basically sexually assaulting women. Um, so now with with um, all his racist comments, how, you know, is this going to, you know, push the the African-American vote? Is this going to push the you know, or, or how, how do you think that's going to come into play? Because I think it's the same thing, just in a different forum. I was going to say, I think that has to do with, uh, with um, you know, the financial, the financial position that uh, Black people are in. We're waiting on the stimulus check, uh, and a lot of people um, are waiting on the stimulus check. And I believe that they, uh, Black people are, are, are kind of loving him right now because they're like, yeah, he gave us a stimulus, $1,200 at this point. Yeah. And I think it's also just... It's the uh, economically and then also like I, I think I've talked about this before and I think that also a lot of black votes are coming through by way of um, um, the um, religion like church it's like I know at my church there's a lot of people that have talked about voting for Trump just because they feel or they think he may be quote-unquote religious or the Christianity part comes out and black people are really big on you know Christianity religion and I think that's going to pull a lot of voters. Yeah. Well, he had a conservative votes with abortions and stuff with that itself. Yes. So, you know, he had that, that, that whole conservative area in the Christian yeah. world itself. Yeah. Uh, that support. Going, going off of that thought, Joe Biden is a, is a Roman Catholic. We haven't had a Catholic president since John F. Kennedy. Right. Um, so, and, and not only that, um, you know, the only time we've seen Trump anywhere near a church is when he's holding a Bible up outside of it after having the, the streets cleared by an army. Um, Joe Biden has documented, you know, he, he's a, his religious feelings and, and, and worship has been very well documented. You know, when his, um, when his wife and, and, and daughter were, were killed in that car accident, he, he discussed how he turned to his faith when his son passed away from cancer. He's discussed how he turned to his faith. So although Trump has had the support of the religious right, there hasn't been much evidence of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. to me becomes quite hypocritical in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Just off the uh, the, the way, so I understand why Wall Street, I understand why law enforcement, 
I understand why white men in general possibly uh, support Trump. I just don't understand why so many white women support him. I, I, I've, I've thought about that a lot. Like, how is that? Like, you know, we, we, we're thinking about feminism and think like, what do you, what do you rather more like uh, your political or, or affiliation or, or your feminism, your womanhood? Like it, it seems like to me personally, a lot of women, a lot of white women specifically chose their political affiliation over, over their, their, their womanhood, which I, I'm just like, I was disappointed by. Was it white educated women voted a lot with him or uneducated? That's a good question. I'm not. That's a good. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, but and then there was a march like right after. Right. right. So, we, so that what we had to take in consideration yeah, too, yeah. because a, a lot of his, a lot of Republicans are on on, on that white um, that that spectrum is uneducated. So if yeah. they came out, I could be wrong on it, but if they came out and support him, and then on the other end of it, a lot of women might didn't feel for Hillary. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that. No one likes Hillary and no one likes Biden. <laughs> but it's like... So I just wanted to throw out there, um, these numbers aren't based on like uh, women, but 80% of the votes are high-income citizens. So... Maybe mm. I well, good to know. Those women, I don't know. I, but it's, barely of low-income citizens. Yeah. It just makes you side, like, even the women's, the women's, like, march right after, like, it makes you side out. Obviously, it's not every white woman, of course, but it makes you side out, like, were you one of the 56%? And now you're here, you know, uh, marching for women's rights, but yet, you know, so, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just very strange. Uh, disappointed by that well while we're talking about support um why do you feel people are supporting biden do you think it's simply because of his affiliation with um with obama or did people's uh dislike for trump like what do you think is the driving force behind behind biden support hmm. that's a good question we have no choice <laughs> 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 two-party system. Well, I know a lot of people have been talking about the coronavirus and how he handled, how Trump handled uh, the pandemic and how he made all the states decide. Like, I feel like I've heard a lot of people say that's a huge factor in why they're not voting for Trump is his reaction to the coronavirus, along with him withholding information about him knowing about the virus back in January. I think that has a huge amount to do with it. Mm -hmm. because um you know um trump's trump support could be you know the stockholm syndrome we're going through covid and you know um like i said you know people felt nice and warm and fuzzy from the 1200 so uh there you go syndrome. who felt nice and warm about 1200 dollars within six I, months listen like, I'm, like, I'm not saying <laughs> i have I have money. I'm not talking about me, but I'm just saying I've heard from many yeah. people. I'm telling you, I've heard I'm from saying, many people. You know, yeah, Trump. Trump is for us. He sent he, you know, twelve hundred dollars, and okay. it was waiting on the next one, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but that's how much increases in certain other taxes. So even if you get one way, it came out the next way. But in it doesn't seven, give that like for like giving. I mean, they they gave it, but. Do you realize how many things went up, increased within that time as well? Also, the um, the unemployment insurance, the um, the additional six hundred, 
uh, it's an additional $600 weekly. Um, I believe it stopped now, but there was for unemployment. So of course, you know, whatever negative connotation with that was associated with Trump, that kind of erased just because of the dollar signs in a low income community. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, again, $1,200 in seven months is, <laughs> is nothing. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. Of course not. not. When you, when you no. do the math, of it's, course it's not. But this is not our, you know, this is not our opinion. This it's, is popular. But it's also interesting since we're students and like, I'm, I think it was a few trillion, it was like two, three trillion um, altogether or whatever. I don't have, have the exact number, but the, the conversation, and I hate to bring up uh, Bernie, but like the conversation around um, getting rid of student loans and stuff like that, we clearly have the money to do it, right? So we had the money this whole time, right? Because <laughs> we're able to give everyone 1200 bucks. That's that same money if could have could have helped our student loans. Like it, I think it, it was less uh, uh, to, to, to get rid of our student loans than it was for the stimulus check. So we have this, so this conversation about we don't have the money, we have the money, it's there. So I, I just, I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to bring up Bernie, but like I thought, the plan people keep saying he doesn't have a plan i mean we have the money so i just thought that was interesting i I think while we're on the topic of these stimulus checks i think it's real kind of important and to remember that you know these these monies were allocated by both houses of congress right and they started to send this these monies out and then they paused for a quick second so the president could put his signature on these checks now is that not buying votes it does that not put forth the when this money came from congress mm-hmm. not from the president mm-hmm. he all of a sudden had to have his information on those monies that were being sent out to the american people i i i, I to be honest i don't for me personally i don't like uh pick like i don't like those little small details i that's that's he's a politician that's what politicians do they put their name on things like you know that so i i, I don't really that didn't really there I was just, a copy that, of that letter that was going out with those checks yeah and it was it was coming from the appearance that this was something that he had done above and beyond everybody else right um right. and and i although i do agree with your sentiment ricardo i do think it was an attempt to to purchase people um, because he, his poll numbers have been down since Joe Biden officially got the, not even before Joe Biden got the nomination. Um, he, the, uh, poll at, now we can't trust polling. We know what happened four years ago. Right. Um, however, you know, I, just to switch gears for a second, going, going back to, to the election, um, you know, Trump knew where to campaign. And he was campaigning in places that were neglected by Hillary. Um, And I think that's a big part of the reason why he won. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing um, Joe Biden, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and campaigning doesn't look like it traditionally has, you're seeing him kind of hit some of those areas that were compromised back in 2016. So it's not just, you know, women, it's not just stimulus checks. There's a whole big portion of this country that's been neglected for far too long. And I think what partially what we saw was an uprising, um, which, you know, I remember uh, I'm a big fan of Van Jones. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him, but I remember watching the news the night of 
the election and him saying that, you know, essentially the, the election was a white lash. You know, the election of Trump was a white lash. Um, you know, it was just people basically, they were just tired of Obama and they wanted the anti-Obama. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I have a question. I'm, yeah, go ahead. My question, like, so I, 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 I just be thinking, like, way ahead. Say, hypothetically, Trump win back. Or even let me say Biden win. Do you think... Any of those guys could make a recovery within the next couple of four years with the economy right now? It would be tough. I mean, Obama and Biden took, took you know, re recovered, you know, that mess. That, left that, by. Was a, that was eight years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's going to be difficult and, and yeah. to, to bounce back again in such a short period of time. Right. From the last recovery, um, it's difficult, yeah. extremely difficult. And so that was like, for me, it's like, okay. I hear where we at, and I'm in the elections, and I get it, and I, I know we're supposed to vote, and we, we write, and all the, but like, I have a professor I tell in the Hudson Valley here, I tell her like, I, once we know in that 1% in society, we could go left, we could go right, if we know in that 1%, I'm sorry, yeah. it's tough. The the thing is, what what Biden's gonna do with his four years um, is what Trump did with his four years. Literally overturn everything the past administration does did. So that that's what's gonna happen for four years, and then if he gets reelected, we could look, right. So we could look for thinking... those additional four years. But as far as if this this first four years, he's just gonna on day one, on day whatever, he's just gonna you know just try to overturn what was already done. So. I'm not, yeah. it, I, you know. It's not, it's not, it's not, it isn't looking, prom in my, in my opinion, it's not looking promising. Yeah, so. And yeah. even if, if Trump do wins again, oh my Lord. Well, yeah. we can't count that out because you got to remember his supporters are just ravenous. Yeah. There is nothing the man yeah. can say or do that, that pulls their support. I, yeah. I mean, his supporter supporters, not, I think he may have lost people that, you know, uh, voted in protest in the last election or whatever their rationale was, but his, his, um, his core, he can do no wrong. Nope. No wrong. Nope. And yeah, I, I live out here on Long Island and it is, it, it's, it's bad out here. I mean, they're having, they're having, I, I mean, just the other day down, down my, down, I live kind of off of a main road. There was about 50 trucks with Trump flags and, all and signage, down my signage, street. Oh my gosh, the signs are just—it's oh um, gosh. you know, with certain groups of people, the man can do no wrong, and they support him no matter what, no matter what. <laughs> Is it because his statements, what he make, that his statements about divisions? that he made in his beginning of his campaign, like, you know, like, for example, oh, all Mexicans are this and this and one, whatever the case may be. And that was like, they just needed a, that voice. I don't know if anyone has seen this um, documentary. Um, it's called 13, it's on Netflix. It's a, a great documentary to look at. It's really, really powerful. What was the name of it again? 13. 13? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's one about three. The, mm -hmm. the 13th, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 
Ava DuVernay, I think, was the uh, director or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but <laughs> so with uh, I, I know we we we, we kind of bre- uh, breeze past the uh, social injustice and stuff like that. I think I I kind of want to talk more about like COVID and and bringing more light. The fact that it took um, a, a natural disaster, um, people had to people staying home and things like that for so much, but for America generally to be like, oh my God, there's a, rac- there's a racial injustice problem. I, I thought I thought that was, <laughs> it took so much for, for everyone to be like, oh wait, oh snap, this is really is a problem. So I, I don't know. But do you think because people during the pandemic were home, most majority of people were home, they were glued to their TVs or to the computers, do you think that has an effect on people opening their eyes and awakening themselves to what's actually going on is because they've been forced to be on the computers all day and things come up. Do you think that has anything to do with it or? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I, for, for someone that's on the side of, of like, you know, of, of being oppressed, it's just, it's just, it's just like, really? <laughs> like, right. you know, right. exactly. Yeah. you know, you, we've been saying it for so long. Forever, like, right. Oh, wait, really? That, that this is what it took. So that, you know, I have a different outlook on it. But with Breonna Taylor, I'm sorry if I'm going on too long, but with Breonna Taylor case, I, 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 I'm sorry that, you know, obviously whatever happened, it's a, it's a tragedy, it's a tragedy or whatever, but they could not, unfortunately, charge those police officers. And they, they, could, they couldn't. They couldn't. No, it's, it's, Professor, they couldn't. Listen, I'm a fat, listen, I'm a I'm a parent myself, and if my daughter is rolling with a drug dealer and it happened her way how it happened, I'm sorry. Wait, I wasn't going there. I wasn't going there. I'm I sorry. Mean, I, okay, I wasn't, you wasn't going there. Okay. I, I know. I'm, I mean, it's unfortunate, but the story behind it is like, uh, yeah, I don't know. So where I was going real quick is that. Uh, the problem is you have done these cops were there legally, right? So, so they someone sent them there. Mm-hmm. They got a um they 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 had an order to be there. So mm-hmm. whatever happened, unfortunately, it they was in their legal right to do whatever happened. The the thing is, what who should have been charged was the uh, the sergeants, the judge, everyone else before that happened, right? So but the, the the cops generally they was technically doing their job you know even if, if as sloppy as it was <laughs> as sloppy as it was but they were doing their job but professor jump in no. let professor jump in she's yeah. getting she gave us so much signals <laughs> come on professor jump in i know this is your podcast <laughs> but let me just tell you this is a hot button issue for me yes yes I, this woman was in her house. Right. Is not a drug dealer. Hop. She dated a drug, drug dealer. She's 26 years old. Right. We've all done things in our past, in our right. young 20s. Well, you guys aren't in your young 20s, but we have all done things in our young 20s. I did, yes. Okay. Feel bad. That you would not think you, you, you don't have, you, don't, you still don't have to pay for. So she dated somebody that sold drugs. She, that does not mean that she deserved to not sleep in her home. She was right. an essential worker. Her boyfriend also no history of criminal, no no arrest, no history of criminal arrest. Her current and boyfriend. You're going exactly the boyfriend that she mm-hmm. lived with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That she was in the home with, and they were sleeping, minding their business, 
And you cannot tell me that because she had a boyfriend that was a drug dealer. Anybody in this space could have. It's okay that these police officers were able to walk in into her home and shoot and kill her. How many right. times? I understand. I understand. Th this is my opinion, guys. Like, this does not impact anything. But I will say that, yes, the judge is, the judge is responsible. The, the, the chief, the sergeant, they're responsible. And the guy who was so trigger happy, because it was one officer, mm -hmm. that was so trigger happy that he shot 20 times. Times, right. I think he gets charged, okay. right? He should be charged. There's no reason. You don't announce yourself. There was no no-knock warrant. They, they did not follow any rules. So if there isn't a no-knock warrant, you, you charged into that home and you don't announce yourself, what do you think if you're in your home, nobody announces yourself, your duty is to protect yourself. That is like the First Amendment, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah, protect yeah. yourself. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, I actually think that was an, an, an interesting segue because we have to end our podcast, but our next podcast will be on police brutality. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> She's right, we have to end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's six Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but our next podcast will be on police brutality, where we'll be discussing various topics pertaining to that and, and, and our thoughts and opinions. Um, but please get out there and vote. Make your voice heard. And um, have a good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at.